The following content is sponsored in partnership with Haymarket Media US. Documentaries have always been fascinating to me. It's always been an area where I think there are so many stories that can be told. I think that these brand documentaries are such an incredible platform for a brand or a pharma company to be able to showcase their purpose. When I look at our industry, it felt like the next logical perspective for a platform group to sort of build and enhance storytelling ability. Brand storytelling and documentary filmmaking within the genre is a really, really important platform. It can make change. Hello, my name is Mark Iskowitz. I'm editor-at-large for MMM, and I'm super excited to be part of today's sponsored podcast with Boundless Life Sciences, redefining the voice of brands through the art of documentary filmmaking. Here with me today are Francesco Lucarelli, partner and chief commercial officer at Boundless Life Sciences Group, and he's joined by Dana Ritchie, founder, filmmaker, and CEO at Backlot Productions. And they're here to talk about the official launch of Boundless Films this summer, which is focused on producing purpose-driven, healthcare-focused short-form and long-form documentary films that will allow a deeper and more motive form of storytelling. In addition, they'll also share some information about their first film, Unlocked, which aims to shine a light on the silent impact of COVID lockdowns. Francesco and Dana, welcome to the MMM Podcast. Thanks for having us, Mark. It's a pleasure as always. Thank you. You got it. Absolutely. So we're going to focus on Boundless Films and the direction toward what you've called a different level of brand narrative in healthcare. But before we get started, probably bears mentioning that storytelling has been a form of communication, education, and social bonding for time immemorial. As children, of course, we learn some of our most lasting foundational lessons through stories. And when it comes to branded films, the company or product is only as strong as the emotional connection that it can make with its intended audience. Documentary style films are a unique and effective medium to tell brand stories that resonate with customers, both visually and emotionally. So with that, Francesco, I'm sure that you're a big fan of the medium. At its most basic level, I, I kind of wanted to put it to you first. What is it about documentary films that make them so appealing to people? It's a really interesting question, Mark. And I, I look at myself personally, to your point, yes, always been a fan of the medium. And then as you think about what is it that's appealing to, to sort of every day, right? As you look at you know, the idea of getting inside others' lives, understanding stories that are truth, um, that perhaps we may not be living ourselves, but can live through this format. It's always been fascinating to me. I, I think as a child growing up, uh, going back to, you know, old Jacques Cousteau films and really understanding the underworld sea that none of us knew about, that was always fascinating to me. And as I've, I've gotten older and gotten more involved in the healthcare space, there are just so many relevant topics out there in our industry that to me just don't have answers and or there might be that misinformation that's out there that has created a public perception that may not be accurate. And I feel through this form of storytelling, there's truly a way to change that narrative, to reconvey, you know, the truth behind things. And when you look at it from a brand or a company perspective, there's oftentimes a lot of things underneath the surface that folks may not know about. And this is one of the things and one of the reasons why Dana and I are working together. You know, so Boundless Films was formed through a exclusive partnership with Backlot Productions. 
I've been a fan of Dana's for years. Uh, we've been trying to work together for years. We've crossed paths in the industry. And, and now we've gotten to that point where we've got the right story to tell today. And it's really unlocked a, a wave of other stories that are on the horizon that I'm excited to, to talk more about. And I like how you did that, Francesco. I really like how you said unlocked. I see what you did there. <laughs> and uh, absolutely, that, I didn't, you slipped that in there. Um, and it, it, indeed, it is the story to tell today. You know, if misinformation and, and the illness that is misinformation in healthcare um, it is not the story of our time. I don't, I don't know what is. It obviously, you know, played a big role in, in exa- exacerbating the pandemic. Um, and, uh, you know, many parallels there to the AIDS epidemic of the 1980s as well and, and exacerbating that. And, it's, you know, when you talk about documentaries, it's why so many of us are fans of nonfiction as well. Uh, but, you know, Dana, I wanted to kick it over to you now. Why do documentaries work, in your opinion, for healthcare companies, brands or topics of interest? Yeah, I really think it's authenticity and really getting information out to people to help them either change their perspective or see something in a different way that really allows brands to communicate their authentic voice to people. And I think that really creates engagement. And I think it also can open people's eyes and minds to see or hear things that they wouldn't normally have been exposed to. And I also think it really can deliver a great medium for fostering empathy and humanity and really helping people to learn something that maybe they never knew before. About other people and, and through other people, about more about themselves. Absolutely. And uh, I know we wanted to talk a little bit about the first film coming out of this uh, partnership, Unlocked. It is the most drastic thing that's happened to this country. The unthinkable happened. Something that we never imagined was going to happen in our lifetime. As the crisis sweeps the nation, the toll is growing by the hour. People are going to die from this because we chose to work in healthcare. There has been law enforcement officers that have got COVID on the job and then have actually died. We realized the virus was... Talk a little bit about Unlocked uh, and perhaps some other examples of success stories or projects that you're currently working on. Yeah, I'll I'll begin. And and I think Unlocked really came as a somewhat of a passion project, if you will, but also something that was truly timely. So again, as Dana and I have been really looking at where's our jumping off point, where's that opportunity for us to kind of strike out in this collaboration? We looked at a number of recent articles that had been put out there uh, in and around the outcomes of the COVID lockdowns. It was actually just an article that came out last week in a book about the big fail and how lockdowns actually, you know, in retrospect, were so detrimental to obviously so many impacts to society from a health perspective, uh, you know, both mental and emotional health, as well as, you know, traditional healthcare diagnoses and things of that nature. And so we felt we were on to something. We've had the great benefit of having some wonderful collaborators from the Smithsonian, Columbia University, Princeton, that have done some very broad strokes, oral histories in and around COVID, which really got around to understanding and and documenting people's experiences through that. So in this story, we're really looking to be as apolitical as possible, has nothing to do about, you know, mask and no mask or vaccine and no vaccine has nothing to do with that. It's truly looking at the lockdowns happened. And now what have been those unforeseen consequences of those lockdowns? So you know, the incidents and diagnoses of late stage cancer have gone through the roof because so many people missed screenings during the COVID lockdowns. Uh, we all know that mental health, suicidality, issues of depression, anxiety have again 
gone through the roof because of the impact of those lockdowns. And we look at, you know, children and kids and, you know, the homeschooling and what happened there. There's all, there's so many elements from increased rates of myopia uh, to increased rates of social sort of distancing issues. Uh, There's a lot of studies now showing that kids have not learn how to react to facial gestures because they were sort of, you know, made seem half faces for such a long period of time. So, so we're really trying to bring truth to the story, put it out there in a light right now so that we don't forget about it. We learn about it and we're able to sort of plan for, you know, how can we as society, you know, better improve upon this going forward? Yeah. And I want to just add to that, that I feel that a lot of people in our society have swept this issue under the rug, moved on, wanting to forget about it. So we really collectively feel that by talking about it, by having people share their experiences, that we can begin to heal in a different way than maybe we wouldn't have if these conversations didn't come up. I don't think we'll be the first, but I do think that we're on the forefront to telling a really special story that needs to be told. And as it makes clear in the sizzle reel, it's really important to tell those stories, even though a lot of people are kind of reticent to talk about the pandemic, uh, you know, it's it still being fresh and, and raw, I think, in a lot of people's memory memories. And uh, so, so you feel that by putting those stories out there, we can begin to heal, as you put it, in, in a different way and in all these different dimensions, right? That's exactly right. 100%, Mark. And I think you just said something very interesting, that idea of telling the story now before it's forgotten, before it's too late. You saw in the sizzle, there's a little bit of COVID fatigue out there, but you also hear from one of the individuals that's really highlighted in it and the story she's going through with late stage cancer. And she she feels very strongly that, you know, people should be talking about this. People should not forget about it. My name is Anil Kapanal. I'm 28 years old and I've been diagnosed with stage four colorectal cancer. I was first diagnosed with Crohn's disease. It was 2015. COVID hit and I didn't hear from my doctors at all. It just fell apart. I missed routine diagnostic testing that could have easily prevented the situation I'm in now. And I'd be remiss if I don't say it's unlocked.film. Uh, if, if I didn't record, you know, didn't mention that, that uh, URL, it's unlocked.film. Yeah. And just to add to that, for people who have not seen our sizzle yet, we feature a beautiful 28-year-old woman who was a Crohn's patient and didn't get her routine diagnostic screenings during lockdowns and ended up with stage four colorectal cancer. So we do want to shine light on stories like this that can make a difference in other people's lives who have dealt with the same thing and haven't been brave enough to talk about it yet. Absolutely. And she makes the point that, you know, this is something that could routinely have been spotted, you know, had she come in for her um, scheduled, uh, you know, uh, checkups, uh, which were not available uh, during the the early days of the pandemic, of course. And uh, we're going to be covering uh, that film in MM&M. So uh, listeners out there can can check it out on our website uh, in, in the third M column written by my colleague. Dana, I wanted to uh, sort of pull on the documentary story, storytelling thread a little bit more with you. Uh, how did you get into it? And uh, what about healthcare is of interest to you as a director? Sure. So I consider myself, I'd say, a journalist turned filmmaker. I've run my company, Backlot Productions, uh, for 20 years. I founded the company and we've really evolved from entertainment programming to advertising content. And now I feel we really sit at that intersection of telling impactful stories that 
drive engagement, especially for brands. We have worked with quite a few healthcare brands. We've worked with Humana, the American Heart Association. We've worked with Bayer. And the first documentary I released was actually an accident. We were supposed to be doing a patient testimonial story on opioids. And we ended up turning that into a documentary because it was so emotional. And it was really the first time that I really noticed that a brand could have its own documentary and really use that as a platform to make change. And it was really an aha moment for me. And I just got behind the passion of that and rode that wave. I met Francesco through that film. It was called Gateway. And it was, like I said, about the opioid epidemic. It received about 30 or more accolades, including an award from MM&M, by the way. And it was all about helping people find alternatives to pain management after surgery so that no one has to take an opioid. It's not mandatory. So it was learning that they do have choices. They can advocate for their own bodies. I met Francesco through this film, and now Francesco and I are very like-minded and passionate about brand storytelling and brand documentaries. So Backlot is now partnering with Boundless Life Sciences, Boundless Films, which is their first endeavor to create these documentary films with us, and we're really excited about it. And we want to tell these social impact stories through documentary to really focus on healthcare since that is the background of Francesco and his team. We're going to start there and feel very passionate about the healthcare space for documentaries. Yeah, and uh, you know that was back in twenty at uh, the twenty twenty awards. It was a finalist in the film or video uh, category. So great job there, Francesco. Turning it back over to you. How did you go about founding Boundless Films, and uh, you know why now? Well, a lot of picking up from what Dana had mentioned. You know, we had, uh, like I said, we we or like Dana alluded to, we we crossed paths on Gateway. Um, I was a big fan. I was impressed with the work. I was impressed with the storytelling. I was impressed with the the emotive ability of it. And as Boundless has continued to grow, and we've you know added different entities and expanded both organically and through acquisition. There's always been that side of me going back to your original question of, you know, documentaries have always been fascinating to me. It's always been an area where I think there are so many stories that can be told. And when I look at our industry, it felt like the next logical perspective for a platform group to sort of build and enhance storytelling ability. So if you think about our industry and the challenges, right, there's Pharma is often, you know, looked at as the bad guy, right? I mean, look at Netflix just in the last several months, right? It seems like every day there's another quote unquote docu entertainment type thing that's just bashing the industry on, on the, the opioid topic back to, you know, Dana's point. So I want to be able to write that. I want to be able to change that. But I also want us to be able to look at, as Dana said, these social impact stories that can make a difference, whether that be about access to, to healthcare, whether that be about equity in clinical trials, whether that be about, you know, the feel-good stories of maybe small pharma that's really trying to make a difference to kind of get outside of that umbrella or misnomer of, you know, everybody's kind of in the, the, the wrong side of it for just the, the return on investment. And I think there's so many areas there that, that have potential. And we're very fortunate on the boundless side to have a number of clients in the rare disease space that when you start to look at those stories and the emotional element behind what some of those families go through 
it just struck, you know, it was lightning in the bottle. It was, you know, what a great partnership that Dana and I can do together. Again, Unlocked is just the first of many. We have several other initiatives that are already green lit. We're excited to move forward with that. And to me, it's it's only the beginning. Yeah. And I'd like to add to that too, Francesco, because I love everything you just said, that I think there is a perception right now about pharma and how it is perceived from the public. And I think that people are looking to understand what a brand's or pharma company's purpose is over profit. And I think that these brand documentaries are such an incredible platform for a brand or pharma company to be able to showcase their purpose, showcase what drives them, what is moving them forward and showcasing those stories that really are impacting millions of people around the world that a lot of people don't know about. So I think that this is a really, really great platform for us and our combined experience to be able to tell those stories in a way that can help to shape perspective and just offer a new one. And it sounds like, Francesco, when you were seriously considering adding this to the Boundless platform, you considered that these types of films have application all across the life cycle of a product from clinical trials through to market access through to being, you know, on, on the market. A hundred percent. And I, I will give you a couple examples without going into too much detail, but we've got, as I mentioned, several projects right now that are in the early stage of development with clients that do in fact span that entire continuum. So we've got folks that are very early in clinical stage that are looking at really telling a narrative about what their innovation and new science mean to truly transforming a condition. Uh, we have those that are in the rare disease space that are already on market, but are looking at, you know, telling a narrative of their journey of bringing something to market and what that impact has meant on the marketplace. And then there's a there's another group right now that that is something that we're in early stages of development that I actually want to speak about a little bit more in detail because it breaks down the idea that, you know, documentary type filmmaking is only for the big mega brands or the, you know, gazillion dollar gorillas that are out there. Um, so this is a, this is a small pharma company that's in mid America. They're based in Kansas city. It's a company called Singulate Therapeutics and they have a platform that truly is revolutionary and can potentially change the game in a number of different therapeutic areas. And what they're faced with right now is you know, one of small pharma in facing oftentimes what is one of the most challenging markets that we know right now. Capital is not easily available. And for a small company trying to get over that inflection point to bring something from phase three to market, you know, they're facing the headwinds that exist. And so, you know, we're big believers, as are they, they're green lighting this, this initiative, but we're real big believers that a small company can tell a compelling story about you know, hey, here we are in middle America, right? We're, we're not big East Coast or, or coastal West Coast pharma. We're a small company right in the heartland of America. And, and this is sort of that diamond in the rough story about how can we change the perception of what we bring to the market and really, you know, not only to benefit the company, but it kind of puts a good lens overall on the healthcare space to begin with. So mm-hmm. Yes, big believer that this can go across the the true life cycle, but it can also be, you know, 
for the big guys, but also for those small guys as well. Yeah. And also to raise awareness, Francesco, I think that a lot of people don't really even understand the impact of these smaller pharma companies and all the challenges they face and how hard they're working. Yeah, and we've certainly seen over the years a number of you know, larger brands um, use film as a medium uh, in, in large, you know, what we would call mass market disease areas like diabetes, cardio- cardiovascular. We need to see more of the smaller companies, you know, certainly, and, and more of the rare diseases, the, the smaller, um, not not as easily um, recognized, you know, diseases and therapeutic categories. And I'm sure these smaller clients are just as excited as you to finally have access, you know, to, to a medium like this to tell the story and to, as you say, kind of um, hit back on that perception of the industry. Um, what what areas about our industry do you feel you know specifically uh, could could be tackled? You know, I know you addressed that, but you know. Uh, you want to go like sort of a layer deeper in, ter- in terms of what other areas you feel are sort of uh, on, on the horizon uh, for, for that you want to address? Yeah. So so I will say more above and beyond what I just mentioned with Singulate, which is that really kind of feel good, small pharma Americana story, which I think will be something quite interesting for for themselves, but also for the, the public at large to look at something like, wow, what an opportunity that there's still the good guy here playing for you know the benefit of patients. There are also, I look at probably two or three other core areas that, you know, as Dana and I talk about this, okay, where do we go next? What's the next topic? Um, back to your original comment, huge and tremendous. We both share this admiration for J&J and BMS. I want to hold them up because I think they've done an amazing job of using this type of storytelling in the past. If, if I would try and find that one little witty phrase about what is boundless films and backlot looking to do, we, we want to kind of democratize that now for, for the everyday, you know, the small and the medium guy as well. But topically, I think you look at, you know, great story, like something what, uh, cost plus and Mark Cuban is doing, right? To kind of really change the game in terms of drug affordability and access to medicine. I think there's a great narrative there that should be told and, and really put a lens on that and expose that going forward. I also want to harken back, I mentioned it a, a few moments ago, but we know there is so much inequity in clinical trial enrollment and moving forward for pharma. If that doesn't remedy itself, then we're constantly going to be facing these same challenges of once products come to market are they paying off what they could have paid off had trials been set up the right way and the opportunity there? So I would love to get into telling a story with, you know, potentially whether it be a sponsored company or whether it be a few institutes around, you know, the challenges behind clinical trial design and what can be done to better recruit, what can be done to better enroll, what can be done to mitigate some of those concerns that exist out there where people are skeptical of even getting involved in a clinical study or coming off the heels of unlocked, you know, one of the things that really hit me over the head was speaking to a lot of oncology patients, you know, they're often told by their doctors when they ask them, well, what clinical trials am I eligible for? You know, their doctors say, well, if my institute's not doing it, I don't really know. And you kind of got to do that research on your own. And to me, that's, that's a heartbreaking story. I mean, you've just been hit with this diagnosis. Your whole world's been turned upside down. And now you have to go out there and kind of do your own education and learning. If we can, you know, help change the course of that by one or two degrees, then then I feel from a purpose-driven perspective, we've, you know, we've changed the world. 
Yeah, I think when, when Apple Research came out like seven or eight years ago and people said it was really going to democratize participation in clinical trials, I feel like the story is yet to be, you know, written. You know, that it's there's still and then we we have clinical trial marketing in our own awards program and we know that there are best cases out there, but yet we, you know, frankly it it hasn't really taken off as a category. And I think um there's that's very telling you know i think uh the industry has has a long way to go there um and so so i, I agree completely we'd love to hear more stories in that area you know we we know about you know as you mentioned earlier uh that you know from the general public's perspective at least uh that, that people understand that the farm industry has a profit motive but what not, not everyone understands is that they also you know to a, to a person i'm sure in, in this industry they do it because of a very strong purpose you know to, to help patients, if not humanity in general. Talk about how these kinds of films align with purpose and societal responsibility. I feel like purpose-driven content can really help pharma companies and brands alike to show people their passions and their hard work and their missions and really help to shape their brand identities and looking at purpose in a way that engages audiences to form trust. And I think trust is such a key component when we look at these documentaries and we want to engage with audiences. We want to really show this authentic, honest voice so that we can build that trust. And I think that that's what drives the purpose-driven content. And I think it can help audiences break down some of their misconceptions about corporations only being out there for profit. I think there are some remarkable companies out there that are doing great work and helping to align with their purpose and their heart-driven mission will really help and go a long way in creating that trust and also building community. I like what you said, Dana, about trust. And to me, Mark, that's the thing that we want to unlock, uh, pun intended here again, but but I think that is what we want to do in any of the narratives that we help tell, whether it be, you know, a truly purpose-driven story like Unlocked, or whether it be something that's about a particular brand story in the rare disease space, or whether it be, you know, this this great Americana story, as I mentioned, around Singulate, it's about trust. It's about not taking a polarized side. Uh, I think we all know that right now we're we're pretty divided <laughs> as a society. Um, we don't want to add to that. We really want to tell stories that are that are truthful, that that align to trust, but that shine a light on these topics that are different. I think everybody is very familiar now with ESG and social responsibility and all these buzzwords that get thrown out there in corporate America right now. But we feel that this form of narrative is a way to to really put your heart and your word behind, you know, the, the letters, right? I mean, if you can tell a true 20, 30, 40 or full length documentary feature about what it is that you as an organization or a brand are really doing, that that's going to have some some long tail ramifications out there in the mm -hmm. public. And that's that's really what we're, we're hoping to help elevate products and brands to do. Yeah. And to build on that, we also know that millennials and Gen Z are very distrustful and that they are very interested in purpose and what especially corporate America has to say when it comes to putting their dedication behind a cause. 
And I think that also is very helpful in helping that generation to understand that there is more to these stories than profit only and, you know, all of the things that come with the corporate perception. So again, brand storytelling and documentary filmmaking within the genre is a really, really important platform. It can make change. And and with a number of, you know, Gen Z, Gen X, myself included, um, Gen Y on social media platforms and, you know, binge watching, you know, Netflix and all the other visual media out there. It's a great venue, you know, to, as you say, address that demographic and educate them in in this area. So uh, you both shared, you know, with me what topics are that you would love to cover and, and that are demanding of more attention. Francesca, you want to just kind of finish up by sharing with, with us what you think your your three dream projects would be uh, in the healthcare space if, if you could do whatever you wanted and, and you know, had carte, carte blanche there. Wow, carte blanche, unlimited budget, right, Mark? That's what you're telling me right now? Wow. Well, that's... Yeah, big, big blockbuster budget, special effects, you know, 3D, the whole, the whole thing. Goodness, the whole Dana, I'm sure we can do some crazy stuff that way. Um, <laughs> no, I think it's an interesting question. I, I will I will, I will air back to a couple things. Um, and again, spending 20 going on seven, eight years in this industry, you know, there are some things that we've seen pendulum shifts back and forth, but then yet we still maybe ne- haven't necessarily made the same amount of progress. Uh, one of the areas I would love to uncover is, is literally the, the cost plus what Mark Cuban's trying to do to this industry right now. And I say that, uh, on the, 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 positive side, right? He's trying to, you know, if we want to talk about this democratization of things, I mean, he's trying to blow up and to use his own words, F things up, quote unquote, um, but in a positive way. And I think there's a real unknown story there that, you know, this is from a a very wealthy individual that is not looking at this at profit margin, but he's truly looking at this to to better access and lives in, in, in America. And I think that's that's a tremendous story that probably not a lot of people know of yet. And I would absolutely love to, to, to focus on that. The other thing is when I look at pioneers in the industry, right? I mean, I think back to, you know, I started my career at Novo Nordisk. So we were, we were uh, trained day one about Banting and Best and the discovery of insulin. Um, I, I, again, being sort of a historical nerd, uh, I would love to kind of maybe do a you know, the 10 biggest pioneers in the healthcare space and kind of unlock that sort of serial format of, you know, what, how did our industry get from, you know, penicillin to where we are today? You know, I think that would be a fascinating sort of story that, again, arguably, I don't know that a lot of people really know any of that sort of information. And I think that might help change a little bit of the perception that this industry is all just about a bottom line. Uh, so those are two big ones. Lastly, I, I can't say it enough, but I, I don't know quite yet who the right partners are for it. But I do think, you know, if we are going to change clinical trials, if we're going to change access, uh, you know, warp speed was something that people do look back on and go, wow, that was something tremendous. Um, but that was an N of one. So what can we learn from that and what can we do to think about how to approach trials differently? And maybe this is a a consortium of partners from CROs to, you know, leading, you know, centers of excellences to some pharma sponsors. I don't know. It could be a collaboration of a a number of entities, but that to me would be a, a phenomenal story to really say, here's where we were. Here's where we need to get to. 
here's how the constellation of all of these partners are going to help drive it. And, and in a almost, uh, almost a behind the scenes kind of story, right? Where we follow these protagonists along through that journey. That to me would be a, maybe that is a dream idea, but that to me would be a phenomenal story. Just to build on what Francesco just said, I align with all of that and it sounds amazing. And these are great goals throughout all of those stories that Francesco just mentioned. I think to break down the mythology of healthcare and really focus on that transparency where we're giving people, you know, an unfiltered all access look into who's behind it, how things get done and really the process I think would be tremendous and also really helpful, like I have mentioned before, and really to, you know, helping to change that lens, how people view healthcare. So I'm really excited about the future and to be able to tell these stories and also just humanize them and really bring that human touch to an industry that, you know, is clinical. I mean, there you go, clinical trials and, you know, really bring the humanity behind it as to the purpose and why the why that this all happens because it's all happening for a greater cause. Absolutely. And I, I would add one other idea, perhaps maybe an, an unfiltered look at the public health officials and how mm. they have learned mm -hmm. from the events of the last three years, give, giving people an unfiltered look there, a peek behind the lens. What do they wish they could have done differently? If, if we're talking about trust, right? Um, and what's the key to restoring it. I think a lot of people in this country would like to see some kind of a acknowledgement, you know, by, by public health that, Hey, you know, we fell down here and this is what we need to do to restore it. I think that would go a long way. Not sure who funds that, but uh, <laughs> I love that Mark. And, you know, again, back to the, the big fail and the book and the article that just recently came out. I think that would be refreshing if, if people would take an honest look at saying, we did what we thought was best and it probably was really effective on certain things, but let's be honest. There were things that maybe it wasn't effective on. I would, you're, you're absolutely right. I think that's a fantastic story. Uh, who funds that and who has the truth to tell that that's uh, that, <laughs> that may be a different question. Yeah. But I do want to add really quickly there. It's really a chance for people to reflect and look back on what lessons they learned and to be able to show that in documentary form and storytelling form and to show people, yes, these were some of the challenges we faced, some of the mistakes we made, and here's how we move forward. I think there's a lot of healing there. Absolutely. Well said. Well said. Well, this truly does seem like a uh, different level of brand narrative in healthcare uh, that, that you all are, are bringing to that end. I hope we can have another conversation as Boundless Films and its ability to produce documentary narratives in healthcare matures even further. Would love to. Appreciate the opportunity, Mark, and uh, anytime. Yeah, I think it's a lot more stories to tell and a lot more detail down the road. Yeah, thank you for having us. Of course, of course, Dana. Yeah, it was, it was our pleasure. Okay, that was uh, Francesco Lucarelli and Dana Ritchie, and it was a terrific conversation. Many thanks for listening. Come back soon for another one. This is Mark Iskowitz for the MMNM Podcast. Take care, everybody.